Salvete omnes, welcome to the AP Latin Podcast. The goal of this podcast will be to cover the lines from Caesar's De Bello Gallico and Virgil's Aeneid that are found on the AP Latin curriculum. Each two-part episode will cover a selection of lines from Caesar and Virgil. I will present the Latin and English of the text, providing relevant clarification, background, and cultural information that will help put the readings in their proper context. I encourage you to read along with me as you listen to the Latin and to use the English as a way to check your understanding rather than relying on the English for understanding. Each episode will conclude with some essential questions to consider as you process through the meaning of the text. Parati, eamos. AP Latin Podcast, Episode 24a, De Bello Gallico, Book 6, Chapters 19 and 20. In this episode, you will learn that Gallic husbands and wives have joint savings accounts, and that even in Caesar, rumors are bad. Weary, Quantas pecunias abuxoribus dotis nomine acaperunt, tantas ex suis bonis aestimatione facta cum dotibus communicant, huius omnis pecuniae conjunctim ratio habetur, fructusque servantur, uter eorum vita superarit, ad eum pars utriusque cum fructibus superiorum temporum pervenit. Weary in uxores, sicuti in liberos, vitae necisque habent potestatem, et cum pater familiae in lustriore loco natus discessit, eus propinqui conveniunt, et de morte si res in suspicionem venit, de uxoribus in servilem modem quaestionem habent, et si compertum est, igni atque omnibus tormentis excruciatas interficiunt. Funera sunt pro cultu galorum magnifica et sumptuosa, omnia quae quae vivis cordi fuisse arbitrantur in ignem inferunt, etiam animalia. Ac paulo supra hanc memoriam servi et clientes quos ab eis delectos esse constabat, justis funeribus confectis una cremebantur. Quae civitates commodius suam rem publicam administrare exestimantur habent legibus sanctum, si quis quid de republica affinitimis rumore aut fama eceperit, uti ad magistratum deferat neve cum quo alio communicet, quod saepe homines temerarios atque imperitos, falsis rumoribus terreri, et ad facinus impelli, et de sumis rebus concilium capera cognitum est. Magistratus quae visa sunt occultant, quaeque esse ex usu judica verunt, multitudini produnt. De republica nisi per concilium loqui non conceditur. Husbands, as much money as they have received from their wives in the name of dowry, that much out of their own goods, after an accounting has been made, they join with the dowry. Of all of this money a joint account is held and the profits are saved. The one of them surviving in life, to this one the part of each arrives, along with the profits of earlier times. Husbands have the power of life and of death over their wives, just as over their children. And when the father of the family, born in a more distinguished status, has passed away, his relatives come together, and, if the circumstance about his death comes into suspicion, they hold an investigation of his wives in the manner of slaves. And if guilt is discovered, they kill the tortured women with fire and all torments. Funerals are, for the culture of the Gauls, magnificent and expensive, and all the things which they consider to be dear to their heart while alive, they bring into the fire, even animals. And a little beyond this memory, the slaves and clients whom it was agreed were loved by them, 
with the lawful funeral rites completed, were burned together with them. The tribes which are considered to manage their government more suitably have sanctified by law that if anyone will have received anything about the government from their neighbors by rumor or gossip, he should report it to the magistrate and not share it with anyone, because it is known that often rash and inexperienced men are terrified by false rumors and are driven to crime and to form a plan about the highest affairs. The magistrates conceal the things which seem necessary, and what they judge to be of use they reveal to the multitude. It is not permitted to speak about the government except through public gathering. Last time, Caesar discussed some of the religious beliefs and parenting practices of the Gauls. Here he briefly examines marriage practices, namely that men match the money that their wives bring as dowry into the marriage, and that the money is held jointly until one of them dies. The surviving partner then gets the full amount. Understandably, this till-death-do-our-savings-accounts-part arrangement can lead to some murdery marriages, and since the role of the father of the family in Gallic life has authority of life and death over both wives and children, sometimes husbands can accidentally happen to die under suspicious circumstances. And Caesar mentions that if a wealthy man dies, and if there is suspicion surrounding his death, then his wives may be questioned in the manner of slaves. According to Roman law, the testimony of slaves was only considered valid if obtained under torture. So what Caesar is saying here is that the wives are tortured. Caesar also discusses the extravagant funerary rites of the Gauls, that when a Gallic noble dies, all the goods and animals dear to him are burned along with him, and according to Caesar, a little before recent memory, they used to do the same thing with people, but they don't do that anymore. It is possible to view this as evidence of cultural progress, that they used to kill people at funerals and now they don't, and since Roman gladiatorial combat originally began as funerary rituals, the Romans could probably more easily understand rites such as this. Finally, Caesar mentions the role of the Gallic government in attempting to prevent rumor and gossip within their state, that they expect their citizens to inform on anyone spreading rumors, and that the magistrates control the release of information to the masses. Caesar says that this is so all the skittish people won't lose their minds about every piece of gossip that floats by, and he says that the tribes that have more effective governments practice this type of information control. And considering the fact that this is basically what Caesar has been doing this entire time in his commentary, it makes sense that he would be a fan of this practice. With that, our exploration of the AP Caesar Latin selections comes to an end. I hope you have enjoyed listening and that you have learned many, or maybe even all, of the things. As we close out the episode, here are some essential questions to consider. Gallic husbands and wives brought equal financial resources into a marriage. What might this imply about the status of a wife inside the marriage? What incentives does Caesar imply that wives had for murdering their husbands? How are the funerary rites of the Gauls similar to their other religious practices? Does their belief set seem to be consistent? How does Caesar's evaluation of Fama compare to Virgil's poetic description? How are they different? Does one version help you better understand the other? How do the Gallic magistrates effectively control information? How is Caesar's commentary concerned with controlling information, public perception, and the official story of his activities in Gaul? Gratias ago pro auscultando, valete.